so attentively and responding so nicely with so many very, very nice questions. And as I mentioned earlier, that through this few classes, we won't be able to get the absolute or actual understanding, complete understanding. We are simply these sessions or these seminars are actually meant for generating the interest, giving an overview, giving a guideline, and generating the interest so that you make it a point to delve into these topics. When you go home, will you read Chaitanya Charitamrita regularly? Do you think you have developed enough interest for that? That's very enlivening. Like we <coughs> the important consideration is to recognize who Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu gave and what he gave. And this morning we were also discussing about his what his devotees gave. Like he came as a devotee and he gave us the appropriate understanding of who Krishna is. Actually, without approaching Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, without approaching Krishna, uh, rather, uh, without approaching Krishna through Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, there is no way of understanding who actually Krishna is. For example, in the Srimad Bhagavatam, practically at the beginning, it has been clearly mentioned after describing uh, 22 different incarnations and describing 
that how these incarnations are the parts and parcels of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Not parts and parcels, the expansions of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And it has been mentioned that there are innumerable incarnations. And Krishna is the origin of Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is the source of all incarnations. He is not an incarnation. Krishna is not an incarnation. Krishna is the source of all incarnations. Still, people didn't understand, people didn't recognize. So, this is the essence of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. <coughs> Krishna, the son of Nanda Maharaj, is the original Supreme Personality of Godhead. Brahma Samhita is describing that Govindam Adipurusham, how he is the source of all different incarnations. He is the source of all the demigods. He is the source of Although Brahma Samhita has clearly explained that just as the a lamp lights different lamps and when the lamps are lit all the lamps give out the same amount of light and heat. But the first lamp is the lamp that lit all the other lamps. Although it has been described that Lord Ramchandra, Nishingade, Baraha and Puma, they all are incarnation, but Krishna is the source of all incarnations. But still, the understanding was Even the Vaishnavas, other Vaishnava Sampradaya, consider that Krishna is an incarnation of Kshiradoksha Generally, the avatars that come to this material nature, to Paritrana, Sadhana, Vinashaya, Dushkrita, that those who come to, to lighten the burden of this earth planet that is caused by the atheistic rulers, but that Krishna, that personality is, those personalities are incarnations of Kshiradokshayakishna. But Krishna is not an incarnation. Krishna is the source of all incarnations. Rama Niyamena Pishtha Nana Avataram Akorod Bhubaneshu Nana Avataram Akorod Although he has manifested various incarnations <coughs> in this material nature, Bhuvaneshu, into Krishna Swayams, Samabhavat Paramahpumati. Krishna is the original Supreme Personality. Still they don't understand. They thought Krishna is an expansion of Kshirudakshayam. The incarnations huh, are expansion of Kshirudakshayam in this material nature. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu very emphatically pointed out, very clearly pointed out 
that Krishna is the original Supreme Person. <coughs> and then again, goes even further. <laughs> there are two Krishnas. One is the son of Vasudeva and Devaki, and the other is the son of Nanda Maharaj and Mother Jashoda. Make that clear there are two Krishnas. And the one who is the son of Devaki and Vasudeva is different from. The son, the Krishna of Vrindavan. Krishna Anna Jadusamputa. Anna means different. Jadusamputa means who appeared in the Jadu dynasty. That Krishna is different. Krishna Anna Jadusamputa. He is different and Original Krishna never leaves Vrindavan. And then we get the understanding the original Supreme Personality of Godhead is Krishna of Vrindavan. And he is the son of Nanda Maharaj and Mother Jashoda. His first expansion is Balaram. And then from Balaram expands this are the four incarnations or expansion of Dwarka. Basudev, Shankarshan, Pradumna, Anirutha. So that's why he is pointing out that that Krishna is not really Krishna of Vrindavan. Basudev is not the Krishna of Vrindavan. Devaki and Vasudev's son is Vasudev. But Vrindavan Krishna is the original Supreme Personality. Vasudeva is the expansion. So, first expansion. And then it's clearly explained how the other incarnations, other uh, personalities of Godhead manifested. Became expanded. Narayana Vaikuntha came from Mula Shankarshan, Adi Shankarshan, Shankarshan of Dwarka. So this kind of clear understanding was not there before Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu clarified it. Because original Krishna's identity, Vrindavan Krishna's identity was not revealed before. And Krishna came perform his pastimes which he does once in a day of Brahma, once in one thousand Chaturjugas. So when he comes and manifests his pastimes, then only his identity is revealed. He performs his pastimes, but then he comes in the following condition. And he, appearing as a devotee, revealed his identity. That's what Prabhupada is saying. 
Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is pointing out that Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. He is not, the, he is not accepting himself. He is not re- revealing himself to be the Supreme Personality of Godhead. He is playing the role of a devotee. That's pointing out that Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And he explained this very, very hidden secrets through his devotees. It is through his devotees, mainly the Goswamis of Vrindavan, these understandings have become so clear. Among the Goswamis of Vrindavan, the two principal two principal Goswamis are Rupa Goswami and Sanatana Goswami. They are all the Goswamis are very exalted personalities. Like Srinivasacharya is glorifying the Goswamis of Vrindavan. Taktaturnam Ashisha Mandala they were very exalted personalities. They were having the association of most exalted kings and monarchs. Ashesha, unlimited. Mandalapati, Shani. Unlimited kings and monarchs. They were associated with. But Turnam, Takta Turna, they gave them up very, 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 very neglectfully, as if it didn't matter. And Bhutva Dina Ganesha Kukurnaya Kopina Kantashita. In order to bestow their mercy upon the fallen conditioned souls, they have accepted Kopin, the loincloth, and Kantha stitched cloths together to protect themselves from winter cold. So these, how exalted these personalities were and what a sacrifice. Sanatan Goswami and Rupa Goswami, <coughs> these two brothers were the two principal ministers of the king of Bengal at the chief minister and finance minister. And they are coming from very exalted Karnatak Brahmin families. But because they accepted the job of a Muslim king, they are ostracized from the Brahminical community. They were ostracized just because they had the association of the Muslims. And they were actually forced to, otherwise if they did not, and that was the situation at that time, if they did not go along with the uh, king's decision, no, there was no way of knowing what could have happened to them. Probably they will be forced to convert, they will be their family would have been badly tortured, 
and they couldn't even be murdered. So this is how uh, they were forced. They were to, the king actually became aware of their uh, extraordinary intelligence and scholarship. So although he was a Muslim king, he because of that he gave them the two most exalted positions in the in the court. That way we have to give some credit to the Muslim rulers of that time in India. Many of them actually appointed the Hindu ministers and gave them great positions. Because they appreciated their qualities. So because of when, when the king got to know about their extraordinary ability and talents, and the point he invited them, <coughs> sent a message, please come and join my court. And in course of time, they assumed the two most important positions in the court. The head of all the ministers, chief minister and finance minister. And they got to know about Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and they felt that uh, he is the only one who could actually deliver them from that situation. They have been rejected by the Brahmana, Brahmana community. And so who can save them but Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? And they wrote to Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, please deliver us. And that's why Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, while he was going to Vrindavan, he went to their place of residence, Ramakali. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu met them. Later on you could also see that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu did not actually go to Vrindavan that time. From Ramkeli, that was North Bengal, and from there he went towards Bihar, and there is a place called Kanai Natshala, and from there he returned. So in a way it seems that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu went that way simply to bestow his mercy upon these two brothers. And thousands of people are following him. The, the head of the police also was a Hindu. So the king asked, I heard that a very exalted saintly personality has come. And so this person, this head of the, the police, he became a little worried that if the king gets to know then he may harm him. So he said, not just a few people are following. The king said, no, no, I know. Thousands of people are following. So, he must be a very important personality. And that's why Rupa Goswami and Sanatan Goswami didn't directly come to meet him. They waited for, they waited for the nightfall. And then in disguise, just like ordinary person, they came to meet Sri Chaitanya. They brought Jiva Goswami. He was a little, little baby at that time. 
And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu placed this lotus feet on Jiva Goswami. Yes. Assigning him as the future Acharya. So, after that meeting, they just lost all interest in being, in remaining in the king's service. Rupa Goswami was the first one to pack up. He had so much wealth that the, that wealth, that means gold coins, were carried in three boats through the river. And there is a, Prabhupada pointed out that how wonderfully he distributed that. Like half offered to the Vaishnavas and Brahman for promotion of Krishna consciousness, to be engaged in Krishna, to be uh, utilized in Krishna's service. One fourth he gave to his family members, and one fourth he gave for some future need. And just to give you an idea, that a part of that one-fourth was 10,000 gold coins. <laughs> so, <laughs> we can well imagine how wealthy they were. So, Rupa Goswami left. Sanadhan Goswami lost interest in royal affairs. So, he stopped going to the court. The king sent message, what happened? Why aren't you coming to the court? I'm not well, I'm sick. So the king sent the royal physician to check him out, to treat him. The physician went back and said that it's perfectly all right. <laughs> There's no sickness I could detect. So then the king himself came to the house. And he found him and discussing about uh, Srimad Bhagavatam uh, along with a group of Brahmanas. So he asked, what's the matter with you? You're feigning sickness and I can see that you're perfectly well and you are neglecting your responsibility in the court. Satan Goswami said, my sickness is not of the body. It's my sickness of the mind, sickness of Please relieve me. We can see how affectionate and how dependent the king used to be of Sanatana. He said, look, your elder brother is a bandit. Your brother is a bandit. He goes to places, kills people, plunders the country. And you are the one who is actually maintaining and taking care of the kingdom. Now, if you resign, then what will happen to the kingdom? So he meant that he himself is identified as his brother. And he identified himself as a bandit, a robber, who goes to places and robs people, kills people and does all kinds. And that is your brother, 
and you are the only one who is actually taking care of the affairs of the kingdom. Now, if you resign, what will happen? Sardar Goswami appealed to him, please let me go. I don't have any interest in it. King said, okay, then come with me. I'm going to fight with King Prataprudra. He was planning to attack Orissa at that time. <coughs> so he asked Sanatan Goswami to come with Sanatan Goswami said, you are just going to give trouble to the Lord. I don't want to do it. So he became so upset, then he called his bodyguards to arrest him and put him in prison. And he said that when I come back, I will, I will decide what to do with him. So, Sanatan Goswami is now imprisoned. And, but Sanatan Goswami, he was the minister, so he had contact, that he knew the jailkeeper and everybody. So he told the jailkeeper, the prison keeper, that look, in the past I have given so many favors to you. You do one favor to me. You see, I have dedicated myself to the service of the Lord. I simply want to be engaged in spiritual activities. So, uh, I decided to go to Makkah. He didn't say Vrindavan, of course. <laughs> Vrindavan is his Makkah. <laughs> so, I'll go to Makkah and so release me, I'll give you so much money. And he said that, look, I can release you, but the king will kill me. Sanatan Goswami said, look, he has gone to the south for some time, he is not going to come back, so you let me go. And still he was not, so Sanatan Goswami increased the amount further, 7,000 gold And nothing to worry about the king finding out. You tell him that I, you took me out to evacuate on the bank of the camp, bank of the river, because the prison was next to the river, Ganges. And then you tell him that when I went, I fell into the river with my hands and feet tied with chains, and I got drowned. You tried to find me, but you couldn't find me. So this way, uh, he gave him uh, the way to explain to the king, get all the money, and also he assured him that, look, if you do this favor to me, you will acquire lots of pious activity, <laughs> because you are, uh, you are assisting a person who is on his spiritual path. So, in this way, Sanatana Goswami got released. He did not take the main road because people knew him. So, he took, went through the uh, forest path. And when they came to the border of Bihar and Bengal, uh, he stopped at one place. He had a servant with him. 
Isha. So they went and he found that that person, the innkeeper, was also the landlord of that place. So treated him with great respect. Swami Goswami started to wonder that my appearance <laughs> is like that of a vagabond. <laughs> Why is he treating me with so much respect? So he asked his servant, did you bring any money with you? He warned his servant not to take any money, not to carry any money with him. But the servant, uh, of course, with all good intentions, was carrying some money with him, some gold coins. And he said, so, yes, I have seven gold coins. So give it to me. So he took those seven gold coins, went to the innkeeper, and told him that, look, you have been so kind to me. So I am so indebted to you. And as a, as a token of gratitude, I am offering you seven gold coins. And he said, look, you saved me from committing a great sin. I have an astrologer who can calculate and figure out how much money one is carrying. And I knew you are carrying eight gold coins. So I can see that you are a saintly personality. So take the money back. I won't. I don't need it. Swantan Goswami said, no, please take it. This money is like a poisonous snake. Like for the sake of this money, I may lose my life. So better you take it. And you cross me, you let, you help me to go across the mountain. So, that person sent four guards to go with him, took him through the forest path to the mountain. And then Sanatana Goswami told asked his servant, do you still have some money? <laughs> he said, yes, I have still one left. He said, you take that one and go home. <laughs> so, now Sadhguru Goswami started to travel all by himself. Then, traveling that way, he came to a place called Hajipur. And in Hajipur, he had, he, his brother-in-law was there, Shrikanta. So his brother-in-law just saw him. What are you doing here? So he explained all that happened. So he said, why don't you stay here for a while? He said, no, it's not safe because people will recognize me. And because he was there, they put it there to buy horses for the king. The king gave him 300 gold coins to buy horses because that was the place uh, where, that was the marketplace for horses. So the king for the army needed the horses. So he was supplying the horses to the king from there. 
So obviously other royal employees also were there, so they could have recognized. So Shantan Gosan decided to carry on. So it was going to become winter. It, uh, winter was approaching, it was getting cold. So he gave him a blanket. He was a rich man, so the blanket he gave him was a very expensive one. So Shantan Gosan accepted that because it was getting cold. And that part of India gets very cold in winter. Then Sanatana Goswami came to Benaras and at that time Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was there. He was staying in the house of Chandrasekhar and <clears throat> Sanatana Goswami went and he was just, he didn't knock at the door or try to enter, he just waited outside thinking that when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu would come out then he would probably meet him. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Sent Chandrasekhar. He said, Look, there's a Vaishnava outside, bring him in. Chandrasekhar went out, couldn't find any Vaishnava. Mm-hmm. So he went back and he said, But there's no Vaishnava there. Was there anybody there? Yes, there was a Muslim mendicant, Darvesh. Because Sadhguru Goswami with long beard and here, probably was looking like a Muslim fakir, a mendicant. He said, okay, call him. So he went and brought him in. Just by seeing Shanatan Goswami, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu just came and embraced him. Shanatan Goswami was extremely embarrassed and unknown. My Lord, please don't touch me. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, I touch you to get myself purified. With the strength of your devotion, you can deliver the entire universe. I'm touching it just to be purified. So then he told Sanatana Goswami, he told Chandrasekhar, take him and get cleaned up. I mean, in the second word, cleaned up. He said, let him get civilized. Because Sanatana Goswami at that time had long hair and beard. Naturally, for so long he had been traveling and no proper taking care of his body. And in that, at that time, Prabhupada actually mentioned that Prabhupada asked him to get civilized or look, make him look like a gentleman. And Prabhupada said that uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu did not like people with long hair and long beard. The Muslims keep long hair and long beard and the hippies keep long hair and long beard. So, those who want to join ISKCON, they must shave their head and shave their beard. So this is how Prabhupada gives very clear understanding. What should be the standard of presenting themselves? How the devotees should present themselves. So he went, took his bath. Then Chandrasekhar got him a new dhoti, new cloth. <coughs> but he refused to take that. 
And that day, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu went to take lunch in Tapanvishra's house. Remember Tapanvishra? Huh? Chaitanya Mahaprabhu met him when he went to East Bengal. Huh? The person was great scholar, but completely bewildered, reading so many scriptures. And he was wondering what was the goal of life. And what did Chaitanya Mahaprabhu point out to him? What was the goal of life? To become a devotee. To take shelter of the lotus feet of the Lord. And then Tapan Mishra wanted to go with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. But what did Chaitanya Mahaprabhu tell him? No. You go to Benaras. And I'll come and So many years ago, and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu kept his word. He made Tapan Mishra, and Tapan used to take lunch at Tapan Mishra's house. So Tapan Mishra, he took lunch. At that time, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu suggested Sanatana Goswami also to sit with him. But Tapan Mishra said, No, he has other things to do, you take your prasad. So when he took his prasad, after Chaitanya Mahaprabhu took his prasad, he took the remnants of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and gave it to Sanatana And then he gave a new dhoti to Sanatana Goswami. Goswami said, no, give me an old one, used one. So he gave him an old dhoti. So he, div- he cut this dhoti into pieces and made two sets of outer clothes and underwear. And that became the dress of the Goswami. Kopina this is Kopina, the Vaishnava underwear. Kantha. So I'll come to that. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, seeing Sanatana Goswami in this way, became very pleased. But he looked at that expensive blanket. Just looked at it. He didn't say anything. Just the way Chaitanya Mahaprabhu looked at it, Sanatana Goswami got the message. <coughs> he immediately went to the Ganges, bank of the Ganges. And there was a Bengali Vaishnava. He was taking his bath. So he went to the Vaishnava, Gauri Vaishnava, and told him, Will you please change your kantha for this blanket? Kantha, how many of you know what kantha is? Yeah, those who are from Bengal, they know. (laughs) You see, poor people who cannot afford a quilt or a blanket, they get old clothes and they stitch together. Five, six old dhotis and saris, I think, they stitch together. And they make beautiful designs, I think, also in that. And so that is, that becomes their blanket for winter time. So, this Gauriya, Bengali Vaishnava, he said, from your appearance you look like a gentleman. 
Why are you cracking this dirty joke? <laughs> he said, no, I'm serious. <laughs> you please take that and take this and give me your account. So, <clears throat> he, this is how he exchanged a valuable blanket for an worn out piece of content. So when he went back, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was very He said, Krishna is a perfect physician. When he cures somebody, why should he leave the last uh, trace of disease in that person? The meaning uh, that Krishna is curing you from the materialistic disease. So why should he allow you to have this last uh, attachment with this expensive <coughs> So that's why, uh, as I mentioned, Taktaturnam Ashesha Mandala Patisrani Srinivas Acharya is singing the glory of the Goswamis of Vrindavan. Very neglectful. They gave up the association of all these kings and monarchs. For the sake of benefiting the conditioned souls of this world, they accepted Kopin and Kantha, the dress which consists of just Kopin and some external covering. Also, he is also describing in another verse over the Goswami. Nana Shastra Vicharinaika Nikuna Sadharma Shamsthapko Lokanam Hitakarinam Tribhuvane Mannam Sarantako Nana Shastra Vicharinaika Nikuna with great expertise they analyzed the various scriptures and established one ultimate principle Sadharma, ultimate principle of dharma. And what is that ultimate principle of dharma? Krishna Bhakti. Not only Krishna Bhakti. Krishna Bhakti, Braja Bhakti. The devotion of Vrindavan. Devotion to Krishna, the way the residents of Vrindavan have displayed. And among the residents of Vrindavan, the highest are the gopis. And among all the gopis, Srimati Radharani's devotion. So this is what Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu established. Yesterday, when we were discussing about Mahaprabhu's discussion with Ramananda Roy, I didn't go very far because, but ultimately it goes establishes that. Like, we went up to Madhurya Bhakti, the of Vrindavan. And of all the go, among all the gopis, Srimati Radharani's position is. That is what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu established. Sanatana Goswami wrote a book also called Brihad Bhagavatam. 
And there also he establishes this principle, this point. How? Gradually he is taking from devotion, devotional service to Krishna from step by step and ultimately goes to loving relationship of the gopis, Krishna, and then among the gopis, Srimati Radha. So that is the teachings of Sri Chaitanya. That's the essence of Sri Chaitanya. The worshipable Supreme Personality of Godhead is Krishna. Staddhamo Vrindavana. Aradha Bhagavan Brajeshutana. The Supreme Worshipable Lord is the son of Nanda Maharaj. And Staddhamo Vrindavana. And his abode is Vrindavana. Just as he is worshipable, his dham Vrindavan is worshipable. Ramma Kachi Dupashana Brajogotu The way the cowherd themselves worshipped him, that is the highest form of worship. What is the proof? Srimad Bhagavatam Pramanam. This is the Vedic custom that when you make a presentation, when you say something, it has to be substantiated by scriptural evidence. Just as we are discussing, when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu met Ramananda Rai, he was telling, establish the ultimate goal of life, quoting from scriptures. Remember that? And Ramananda did that. Every point he made, he quoted the scriptures. So that is the way. That is the meaning of Parampara. We follow the line of authority with proper evidence. Nothing is concocted. Everything is substantiated. So here, uh, Mahaprabhu is making, Mahaprabhu's teachings are being established. Krishna is the Supreme Personality of God, son of Nanda Maharaj. As I mentioned earlier, not son of Vasudeva and Devaki. Son of, he is emphatically pointing out, son of Nanda Maharaj, Rajeshwara. Staddhamo Vrindhavanam, his abode is Vrindhavanam. And the way the gopis of Vrindavan worshipped him, that's the highest form of worship. Now the question is, what's the proof? Here's the proof. Srimad Bhagavatam. Pramanam Amalam. Amal means spotless. The spotless Puran, Srimad Bhagavatam, is the proof. Bhagavatam is in Ramananda pointed out why Radhananda's position is so special among the gopis. Ramananda is saying that that Krishna was dancing with thousands of gopis. But there was one Krishna between two gopis. 
But in the center, one Krishna was dancing with one gopi. So that gopi must be very special. <laughs> Descriptions from Sriman Bhagavat. And when this particular gopi left, being upset with Krishna, Krishna left all other gopis and ran after him. So that gopi must be very special. So this is how he is establishing the position of a certain special gopi. Now the question is, Bhagavatam is pointing out, who is that gopi? Anaya Radhita Anunam. Anaya Radhita, the one who is exceptional in her service to Krishna. Janno Vihaya Govinda. When he left the assembly of Rasadant, Krishna left. So she must be very special. So this is how huh, Bhagavatam is actually pointing out. As I also pointed out at the beginning of Bhagavatam, saying, after describing all the incarnations, these are all incarnations, but Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam. Krishna is the original Supreme Personality. Bhagavatam is establishing that Krishna is the original Supreme Personality. Who is that Krishna? Krishna So, <clears throat> so in, anyway, so Sanatana Goswami in this way met Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he asked Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to instruct him about the goal of life. His first question was, please tell me who I am. Who am I? Why am I being afflicted by threefold misery? People think that I am a great learned scholar, but I do not know anything. I am nothing but a fool. So you please tell me. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's response is, you know everything. But for the, to, in order to benefit others, you are taking this humble position. So that others can benefit. So in this way, he is actually creating the situation for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to instruct for our benefit. And then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu pointed out, Who, are, who am I? So Shantan Goswami's question, Who am I? Why am I being afflicted by threefold miseries of the material nature? And Krishna's answer is Jivair Sarukhai Krishna. The actual identity of a living entity is that he is the eternal servant of Krishna. Krishna Tatastha Shakti The Jivas are Krishna's marginal potential. And then he pointed out that Krishna has three potencies. Internal, external and marginal. And in this way he gives the example just as the sun and the sun rays, a fire and a spark. 
What a beautiful example. Sun is the source of light. And the light is manifest in the form of rays. And each ray is a source of light, but a tiny little light. In that ray of light, ray, in a ray, the qualities of sun is there. The sun, is, sun has heat and light, the ray also has heat But sun is complete and the ray is just a fragmental portion. Fire and spark. Another beautiful example. Fire and spark. Spark is also fire. But spark is a little fire. Tiny fire. And when the spark comes out of the fire, then does it does the does the spark maintain the qualities of fire? No. It loses the quality of fire. And just next to the fire uh, is a heap of ash. And falling on the heap of ash, what happens to the spark? It becomes ash. Now just to see the, the analogy. The fire is Krishna's internal potency. Living entity is the tiny little part and parcel of the fire. It has the fire quality in it. But when it separates from the fire, it loses that quality. And next to fire is ash. So fire is Krishna's internal potency. The ash is Krishna's external potency. And the spark coming out of the fire, falls in the heap of ash, becomes ash. So similarly, living entities, when they become separated, we all, when we became separated from Krishna, we lost our spiritual identity. And falling on the heap of ash, falling in this world of matter, falling in this material nature, we have become materialized. We are identifying ourselves Isn't it a wonderful way to understand our situation and what is the material nature and what is the spiritual nature? Now, if that spark of fire that has become ash today, but it was actually an inflammable part and parcel of the fire. Now, if that is taken back or if that is connected to fire, then what will happen? It will become fire again. Similarly, because we have lost our connection with Krishna, we have become, we have become materialized. <laughs> we have become matter. Identifying ourselves with the matter. Now, if we establish our connection with Krishna again, then what will happen? We will regain our spiritual identity. 
You see, Krishna conscious philosophy is so simple, so simple. And that is the thing. Like Chaitanya Mahaprabhu actually mentioned that. That there were three other processes, various other processes. But all those other processes will simply cause you trouble and tribulation. Distress. Take the path of yoga, you'll suffer. Take the path of austerity and penance, you will suffer. Take the path of performing jagya, sacrifice, waste of time. But take the path of bhakti, everything is so So, This is what Sanatan Goswami told, uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu told Sanatan Goswami. It has been pointed out that with Ramananda Rai, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was asking questions and he was empowering Ramananda Rai to answer those questions. But here he is empowering Sanatan Goswami to ask questions and he himself answer question. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in this way yeah, pointed out, first thing he dealt with, with the living entity, the difference between uh, Krishna's uh, internal and external potency and the situation of the living entity. The, situa- the living entity is marginal. Marginal means this side is external, that side of matter. This side is the world of matter, that side is the world of Krishna consciousness. And it's just a matter of, and the living entity has the will. He can decide for himself. A spark cannot decide for himself or itself what he wants, but we can. We can decide whether we'll remain in the heap of ash or whether we'll go into the fire. And if we want, then the process is there. There is an arrangement for the living entities to go back to Krishna's internal potency. And that arrangement is two arrangements. Sadhu and Shastra. Coming in contact with the sadhus, a living entity finds out about the spiritual reality, gets the information about the spiritual world. And Shastra are giving the direction. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said that Maya Mudra Jivar Nahi Krishna Smriti Gyan the living entities, those who have become bewildered by the illusory energy of the Lord, they do not have any remembrance of Krishna. They do not have any knowledge of Krishna. But in order to deliver the living entities, Krishna has given the Vedas and Puranas. Jeev Uddharite. Uddharite means in order to deliver 
the jivas. Krishna koilo vedo pura. Krishna gave Vedas. So this is the arrangement that Krishna made. If we want to go back to him, yes, the arrangement is there. And on top of everything, as the super soul, Krishna is waiting. Why Krishna is in the heart of every living entity? Although apparent reason is upadrashta anumanta, the witness and sanction, approval. Krishna is watching us as the witness. He is not involved, getting involved. But the thing is that that is not the real, actual reason. The actual reason why Krishna is in the hearts of living entities is Krishna is waiting when the living entities are going to turn his face to him. And the moment the living entity wants that, then Krishna makes all that. All we have to do is sincerely want to go back to Krishna. Sincerely want to re-establish our lost relationship with Krishna. And Sadhana Goswami, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu told, taught Sanatana Mahaprabhu told Sanatana Goswami these three aspects Sambandha, Abhidheya and Prayadhi. Sambandha, the living entity's relationship with Krishna. What is the living relationship? The means by which that relationship can be established. And when that relationship is established, then what happens? So that actually covers the entire subject. Relationship with Krishna, the way to establish our relationship with Krishna. So what is the relationship? As I mentioned, the relationship is Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead and all living entities are His servants, eternal servants, And what is Abhideya? What is the means by which the relationship with Krishna can be established? Devotional service. The only way to develop our relationship with Krishna is devotion. And when and why, first of all, why should that relationship be established? Because that is our basic need. That is what everybody wants. Everybody wants joy. Everybody wants total contentment of his heart. And he is endeavoring in so many ways to satisfy his heart. But all his endeavor fails. But when one accepts this process, then the heart immediately becomes satisfied. Viddate vidaya granthi chiddante sarvashamsha all the attachments in the heart which is the cause of our bondage, cause of our distress, they are immediately cut asunder. The heart now becomes completely free from all these unnecessary attachments. 
and the heart becomes evam prasanna manusu bhakti yoga bhagavad bhakti yoga prasanna prasanna means completely satisfied the heart becomes completely satisfied when one becomes engaged in devotional service to krishna that also uh, is revealing another aspect bhakti uh, when one takes to devotional service what happens the process of bhakti the the process has been explained in this way that with as due to the mercy of guru and krishna uh, association of sadhu and by the mercy of krishna one receives the seed of devotion bhakti lata bij brahmando bhramite কোন ভাগ্যবান জীব গুরু কৃষ্ণ প্রসাদে Now, if the field is rocky, hard, unfertile, will the seed sprout into a seedling? No. So, the field has to be properly prepared, fertilized and softened. So, our heart has to be softened in order to make that seed to fructify and just planting the seed even in that field is not good enough it needs watering how do we do the watering the plant seed by chanting and hearing hearing chanting by hearing and chanting with the process when the field is watered then the seed sprouts into a seedling the seedling comes with two pods when the seed comes out there are two leaves what are those two leaves one leaf is total destruction of suffering klesha gani total uh, annihilation of suffering condition and shubhada appearance of all auspicious that is the first result of the sprouting of this bhakti lata take to devotional service cultivate it properly then what will happen you will become totally free from all suffering and all auspiciousness will prevail in your life and it goes for grows further moksha lohuta krit sudurlabha 
liberation becomes insignificant. When this bhakti lata grows, when one cultivates Krishna consciousness, devotional service, to him liberation becomes totally Because what he gets, liberation just becomes a side kick, side effect of him. Therefore he is not interested about that. What is achieved without any effort, why should one worry about that? Moksha, Lohutakri, Moksha, liberation becomes totally insignificant. And Sudur Labha is very, very rare. This devotional service is It grows further. What is achieved? Sandrananda Visheshatmana. The heart becomes filled with joy. Anandam Buddhi Vardhanam Pratipadam One experiences that endless joy as if he has been submerged in an ocean of joy. And Krishna Karshanicha. And this bhakti even attracts Krishna. Krishna becomes attracted. Also, there's description of what happens when the bhakti lata grows. Bhakti lata grows, it penetrates through the covering of the universe, goes beyond the universe. And beyond the universe, there is Viraja River, current causal ocean. Penetrate through the causal ocean, enters into the spiritual world, the world of transcendental light, Brahma Then, goes into Vaikuntha, even goes beyond Vaikuntha, goes to Vrindavan. And in Vrindavan, Bhaktilata takes the shelter of Krishna's lotus feet. A Kripa needs a shelter to hang on to. So the ultimate shelter that the Kripa gets is it's always growing and growing and growing. Now it got the shelter. And taking shelter of Krishna's lotus feet, now <laughs> Bhaktilata is firmly situated. And then comes flowers in that plant, in that creeper. What is the flower? What is the flower? Bhava. Bhava. And then it develops into a fruit. What is the fruit? The fruit is the prema. And then what does the devotee do? who is the gardener of that creeper, who is the caretaker of that creeper. Of course, he eats the fruits, but but then he considers so much fruit, how can I eat it all? And especially when that gardener is very generous, what does he do? He distributes it to others. Come, eat this fruit. So this is the ultimate result of becoming engaged in devotional service. 
So we experience Krishna Prem, which is the source of ultimate joy. Prema Kumartha Mahan. Yeah, this part I didn't come to. I went up to uh, Mahaprabhu's teaching, Srimad Bhagavatam Pramanam Kamalam. The spotless Puran, Srimad Bhagavatam, is the proof. But Prema Pumartha Mahan, this Krishna Prem is the ultimate goal of life. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Matamidam Tatradaranapalu. This is the conclusion of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's teaching. This is the teaching of this is the teachings of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Just accept that and don't need, there is no need to accept anything. So this is how Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu gave us this most wonderful process of Krishna consciousness. In the most sublime way. In the most most wonderful way. So we simply accept it. That's the conclusion. Just accept it. And those who practice it, they, they themselves realize that what is this wealth? How amazing is this wealth? As I mentioned that we cannot really cover everything in this few days session, but I hope uh, at least I have been able to convey the important pastime of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. First thing I wanted to establish is Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is the Supreme Personality of God. Has that point been clear to everyone? Yes. Uh, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is the Supreme Personality of God. Nadadev Satya was telling me it's difficult to accept. Krishna is no problem. We can recognize Krishna. But it's difficult to accept Chaitanya Mahaprabhu or recognize Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So how do you feel now? Um, I feel much clearer. And um, I mean, I've always... When I first heard of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, I found it very, very difficult. And um, I, I thought of him as just another great saint in India. Um, but I thought, well, I know nothing, so I'm going to park this and I'll just sort of accept it. Um, and gradually, slowly, slowly, you know, over the years, the exposure has helped. And this um, seminar has helped a, a lot. Um, you know, it really helped me understand that, yes, he is, and it's a marvellous teaching. There's nothing else like it that takes us through all these different stages of devotional service to the absolute essence of everything and I, I was struggling a little bit with all the, the Bengali names and places and Bhattacharya this and that <laughs> it's this Bhakti Lata that you take us through that's wonderful so the next thing I wanted to establish is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's pastimes are so attractive. Did you find them attractive? His childhood pastimes, his youthful pastimes, his sannyas pastimes. As a child he is very naughty. 
As a young man, he's a great scholar. And as a sannyasi, he's completely absorbed in Krishna. Now, I mentioned that the pastimes of the Lord has two specific aspects or purpose. Do you remember what are those two aspects? One aspect is entertainment. Did you get entertained hearing Mahaprabhu's pastimes? And the other aspect is lesson. And what lesson did you learn? Yes, sir. Yes, very good. And what should one do? Go against him? So, the other thing is, the lesson is surrender. He is the Supreme Personality of God. It's surrender. Surrender. When you surrender, then everything will be achieved. Your life will become full of auspicious. And now that you have found this process of Krishna consciousness, do you remember by whose mercy you have this? Thank you very much. <laughs> so we have to be we have to remain eternally grateful to Srila And Srila Prabhupada gave us everything in his books. So just take shelter of Srila Prabhupada's teachings through his books. And now that you got it. What are you going to do about it? Remember what Prabhupada did? Single-handedly, not caring for any difficulty, he went to America. Seventy-year-old man, no money, no guarantee where he was going to stay, what he was going to eat, in total uncertainty. He goes to America. Why did he do that? Did Prabhupada go to America to earn money? Generally people go from India to America or Australia <laughs> to make money. I tell them, when you are in this country, make a lot of money. <laughs> but then go back to India. <laughs> I know Vijay Gopikesh Prabhu won't like that statement. <laughs> he will insist that, no, everybody should stay here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now he is saying you until we build the temple. When the temple is built, he'll say you have to take care of the temple. <laughs> so huh, now you distribute this Krishna brain to everybody. Thank you all very much. All glories to Shankarabhan. I think so many Krishna has some today I am not taking any question. Because I was told that the devotees are going to express their uh, their realizations and understanding. Don't force. Oh, come on. So we have uh, uh, 
quite a few devotees who want to share their experience uh, during this retreat. So first I would like to uh, invite Vijay Gopitesh Prabhu, please come and share his experience through the retreat. Give the chair on top. Not give up in spite of having the pain of having this surgery being done on us. 
so that these unwanted things are taken out. And we should accept it rather as a mercy and opportunity to become more humble and more, more purified. And that actually is beneficial. And we should not give up Krishna consciousness or give up this karma, give up Shri Prabhupada, give up the service, give up Radha Gopina, should never give up. Because no matter how painful it is, every bit of pain is worth it because the surgery will make us healthy again. <coughs> so I just thought I'll elaborate the one point. Thank you so much. Thank you Please accept my humble obeisances to Maharaj. All glories to your divine grace. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Gomaraj, I thank you for this wonderful retreat. I'm especially grateful for the time and sacrifice, sacrifice you make for us. You make time for me. The question is, do I make time for you? The pastimes of Krishna and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is also revealing how the Lord makes time for his devotees. He looks for any opportunity to associate with us, even though we stubbornly do not accept. From time immemorial, I have been functioning due to autopilot set by Krishna on account of my own disobedience to him. Even the example of the boy who fell out of the bicycle and said, it's not your fault, is not good enough for me. Yes, it's not your fault, it's my fault, but what am I going to do about it is a matter of concern. Krishna does not need me, I need him. Seeing the opportunity Chaitanya Mahaprabhu gave everyone, even, the, even as a child, to chant the holy name, then he grew up and gave opportunities through logic, and then he gave opportunities by taking sannyas and teaching by example. My realization is that it is only the devotees who took advantage of the opportunities he reciprocated in such extraordinary ways. He danced with Haridas Thakur's body. He buried his body. He conducted all the ceremonies after his death. Just recently, I had the opportunity to visit Haridas Thakur's Samadhi. And just to know that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Mahaprabhu personally did all this for him really touched my heart. Guru Maharaj, while seeing you express these pastimes, I could capture and relish the tremendous amount of surrender and faith you have for this process. I've gained hope, faith, encouragement, and no matter, no matter what, to just continue to persevere and to serve in the association of devotees. Raghunath Das Goswami captured the heart of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu by his true renunciation. I also have to develop my true spiritual desires. When devotional service is there, 
then it is as good as being with the Lord. Anandam Buddhi Vartanam. Sarvabhoma Bhattacharya's judgment on Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, waiting to give him education and fix him in sannyas, my realization is that never try to calculate the mind of the Lord or his pure devotee. The results of this will come down as heavy purification and humiliation. It is only by receiving the mercy of the Lord and his pure devotees my heart can become content. Otherwise, my heart will be agitated, disturbed, and distressed, which in modern day we call stress. The holy name will bring about the Atmaram. Unconditional service means to become free from bondage. Guru Maharaj, please give me your blessings so that I can call out the holy name of the Lord in the most intense, deep, and pure way so that one day, I may be heard by our spiritual father, Gornita. Thank you, Rina Sadiqa Mataji. Now I'd like to request Kate, please come and share your video. for asking me and thank you Guru Maharaj for that amazing retreat and the last lecture was phenomenal um, and what I've learnt especially from this last lecture was to be simple <laughs> to simply accept um, Krishna and that we are servant of Krishna and that seems very simple, doesn't it? But it's a, we tend to, and I am certainly really guilty of this, I, I like to complicate everything. Um, and my tendency will be to want to read every book and track down every argument and, um, you know, be academic. That's my default nature. But to be here and to be in the presence of you, you teach me to be humble and simple and that that is the way that I will be able to fulfil the meaning of my life. Um, and it's taken me a long time to get here and I feel um, very, very fortunate to have been in the presence of all of you <laughs> and particularly you, Maharaj. And... I want to say to all of the families that are here that have children how fortunate you are and how fortunate those children are because I was thinking of my children today and um, I do feel like I've failed them in one way but I have now <laughs> time to teach them um, through my example and hopefully expose them to um, the wonderful personalities that I have met since I have um, been in this, um, this program and um, thank you for bringing it to us.
Thank you, guys. Uh, now I'd like to invite uh, Pasti Mataji to come share. Um, uh, 
you know, transform their lives in some way. But yet the beauty of Krishna consciousness and the Hare Krishna Mahamantra and the, you know, the process of devotional service is so magnificent that these amazing miracles are not even really talked about. Um, um, okay. Um, then I got a realization that I, I, that Lord Chaitanya is very kind, very kind. He doesn't, um, in all his dealings, he, he didn't smash anyone beyond repair. He just, um, you know, he removed their impurities and replaced it with, with, with love for Radha and Krishna. So, so many examples, and even his devotees have the same kind of mood. It's like there should be no casualty. Everybody should should not be excluded from from this from access to this mercy. So, yeah. Um, so, like even Shri Thakur kind of followed the mood with Lakshahira. Um, yeah, and then how he. Um, how he, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and his devotees just de- demonstrated constantly Srinadapi, Sunichena, Sarodhiva, Sahistrana, Amani, Namana, Dena, Kirtanya, Sadahari because he would always listen first. You know, he never, <laughs> he, whenever he had a, some interaction with somebody else from a different discipline, he listened first, kind of went with their own nature, went with their own tendencies. And then presented the absolute truth, which they subsequently accepted. And yeah, I've noticed the same thing with Shila Prabhupada, same thing with you, Guru Maharaj. How it's just you, you just accept people for who they are, and then present Krishna, and then somehow being Krishna conscious is their nature, and they accept it. Um, okay, and then um, oh, I, I, I. Recently, I've been really like kind of the answer to all of my questions in, in spiritual life. For all of my difficulties, difficulties has been Sarvadharman Vidyacha, Mami Kamsharanam Braja, Aham Tantarvapati, Vyamokshi Sharma, Sujaha. But you know, we hear from Ramananda Rai that that is only the beginning of, only the beginning. And if this is giving me so much. Um, Joy, <laughs> you know, how much more? Um, um, okay. Um, okay. Um, then, uh, um, Mahaprabhu is showing the caliber of Shimati Radharani. I mean, I, I think when I hear the past times of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, um, just ignore this. This is just, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So, thank <laughs> you. Um, <laughs> so, Chaitanya um, Mahaprabhu is showing the caliber of Shrimati Radharani. So, when I hear the past times of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and how how, how inconceivable such, you know, he's got this transcendental madness, his closest associates need so much purity to be in his association all the time, nobody can, um, you know, how, how we approach Shimati Radharani, 
and you know how should we achieve that? You know that's your your you know your realizations and your side examples of uh, different uh, uh, you know uh, different interactions with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Uh, you know, great devotees has answered those. You know, and then uh, you know you asked about whether we all enjoyed. I'm sure all of us enjoyed, and there was a lot of entertainment. And also the takeaway surrender. You know that's that's key. Uh, you know that's something. And yesterday you mentioned that we should not leave it at these retreats. We should actually read. We should actually take that step forward. So that's something I've been struggling for long. You know, reading on a consistent basis. So that's something that I would personally take away and 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 you know read more about. Uh, not about just Chaitanya Lila, but everything. And and I think one of the one of the key takeaways for me is, you know, how Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was being, I mean, he, he is the Supreme Personality of uh, Godhead, uh, you know, although he came in the form of a devotee, but he was still so humble, you know, even with his dealings with all his uh, accomplices, he, he was very humble, you know, you, you told us about Sanatan Goswami, how he was very humble with him, so... That's another takeaway that you know we should be humble. Uh, if the supreme personality of Godhead can be, then why can't we be? So once again, thank you very much, uh, and uh, we hope to have more retreats like this in the future. Hare Krishna. Thank you, thank you, So tonight, uh, last but not the least, we have Yasu Prabhu. Please come and share your experience. you heard from my sister it all goes downhill from here <laughs> <laughs> uh, just firstly I'd like to just um, while I have the mic I just want to appreciate all the devotees and their services for organizing this retreat um, uh, I know there's a formal thank you tomorrow but just as a guest here at the retreat I mean I'm just walking into my big Hare Krishna family and um, I'm really appreciative for everything that everyone's done. There's so much that goes behind the scenes that we don't get to see, but um, really appreciate all your effort in um, you know, helping us feel comfortable. And it just reflects on the love you have for um, So I've been asked by Samendra for me uh, to speak about some realizations on this retreat and my services to Gomaraj and the seminar. And I put a few thoughts together. <clears throat> Firstly, I think many of us have a life outside the temple, be it university or a working career. And when we come together to this retreat, my first experience is that it's very easy to be Krishna conscious. From the very first thing in the morning to the last thing in the evening, um, you're almost forced to be Krishna conscious. And I've realized, I've, I've realized how necessary it is. Um, it's how I think about it is, you know, when you come across an oasis in a desert and then you start drinking the water and then you just keep drinking and then you realize, 
or how dehydrated I was. And um, so that's how it has been for me, this retreat. It's so refreshing. I've managed to take all my supplements for the road ahead and got uh, refreshed. <laughs> Uh, regarding Gurmaj's seminar, to me Gurmaj is the best storyteller around. <laughs> Everybody loves stories and with Gurmaj narrating stories you just feel a part of the action and um, it's so it's so funny when baby Nitai, a uh, baby Nimai is stealing the young Gopi's clothes and giving them marriage blessings. It's so funny when um, uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's sannyasthanda is broken and then it's also so heartbreaking to hear when Haridas Thakur is going through so much of so many difficulties and so as Gomaraj narrates these pastimes and stories um, just listening in the audience you feel like you're riding this wave of emotions and you feel like you're in the pastime and in one sense you are <laughs> So, and even going further, I feel so proud and happy to be a part of this wonderful process of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Um, I was just considering how, how beautifully Gurmaj explained Buddhism. And I was thinking how we have access to even more than what the Buddhists have about, <laughs> about Buddha. So, another take-home point that I got from the seminar is, and Gurmaj also mentioned it towards the end of today, is quoting from scripture. Um, I, appreciate, I appreciate it so much when other devotees um, explain detailed points like that. But it's not only necessary, but it's also, I feel, my responsibility to, um, you know, to take this initiative. Um, because Krishna consciousness, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's prediction is there. You know, Krishna consciousness will spread in every town and village. Um, so, it really it doesn't depend on you, but whether you like it or not, this movement is going to spread in some way or the other. So, but it's in your best interest to stay on that boat. Um, in my personal experience, I've been fortunate to hear Gurmaj say these stories before, uh, some of these stories before, but... Uh, listening to them again, I still feel it's so fresh, and you still, still you laugh at the same points. You know, you're sad at the same points. And I was thinking there was this one devotee who passed away. His name was Shamla Prabhu, and he had this um, condition uh, that caused him some memory loss. And what he would do. Um, he would speak to devotees like Hare Krishna Prabhu, how are you? And then he would straight go into Prabhupada pastimes and talk about his experiences with Shri Prabhupada. Any ordinary person would say the same thing, how are you? And then repeat, how are you? Like memory loss. And I was thinking, with Shamla Prabhu, he would, he would say these with the same emotion each time. So even if he said it 30 seconds ago. So... I was thinking that that's a very good disease to have. <laughs> um, Surrender Prabhu also asked me about some of my services to go more, so I'll take some realizations <laughs> if you don't mind. Um, people always ask me what it is like to be with Gomaraj. You see, you see, 
from externally you see me in close approximation. Um, but I know Gurmaj is most happy when we are taking our Krishna consciousness very seriously. Um, and there are, there are so many services, and Gurmaj wants to explain that, you know, it, actually we can just get people, hire people to do these services, you know. There's, um, we can just pay them, and um, they may even do a better job than we actually can do. But that's not the point. The real point is actually is our <coughs> is our devotion increasing. And um, so I always think of um, something that Gurmaj quoted to me when I was very young was um, this verse Susukam that Krishna consciousness should be joyfully performed. And I always thought about that that if you're not having fun, if you're not enjoying yourself, you're doing something wrong. <laughs> So, and all that we're doing now, you're probably going to do the same thing in the spiritual world anyway. So, you, you're going to be enjoying yourself. <laughs> so, um, another realization I had was, um, I think, Gurmaj explained once that in, uh, in the spiritual world, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's pastimes are eternally going on. Now, in one team, <coughs> now one team is there, and that team is headed by none other than our beloved Shri Prabhupada. And so, a realization um, that I had is that this journey back home, back to God, it begins and ends with Shri Prabhupada. But a journey with Shri Prabhupada and Gurmaj means you already are at that destination. So wherever there is Gurmaj, wherever there is Shri Prabhupada, wherever there is Gurmaj, there is Shri Prabhupada. Wherever there is Shri Prabhupada, there is Shaitanya Mahaprabhu. And I always, in my own personal meditation, I always think that wherever I go, I just want to keep coming back to Gurmaj. <laughs> so, um, if Gurmaj goes somewhere, we will pack up, let's go. You know, if, um, you know, if, uh, even if we go back to Krishna, we still want to go back to Prabhupada. <laughs> um, one last little story I'll, I'll say is, there was a disciple of Kumar, who was a temple president in Durban. His name was Shuta Kirtiko, and he has since passed away. And <coughs> he was on his deathbed, and he said, and Gurmaj was there, I was fortunate to be in that fairly intimate moment. And he asked Gurmaj, he said, this is, this is it, this is the pinnacle of my life, this is my moment, this is my time of death, and, but I can't remember Krishna. And I was just thinking that, wow, <laughs> you know, this devotee has, has such a, a vast experience in Krishna consciousness, and very in a very heartfelt way, he's pouring out his mind to Gurmaj. And Gurmaj replied with, Have you had any nice experiences in Krishna consciousness? And then his eyes lit up and he said, Oh my gosh, you know, so many. I met with this devotee, this festival, my um, memories with you, Gurmaj, and so many things like that. And then Gurmaj said, That's enough. That's enough to take you back home, back to Godhead. So, I always think of this, 
And from then on, I've just been collecting experiences. <laughs> I said, I'm going to make the most of every moment. And, you know, because um, when you really need it most, these things will be there. I, if someone tells me, remember Krishna, immediately I'm a little flustered. You know, do I remember Krishna's name? Do I remember pastime? Do I remember the deity? But someone says, remember, you know take your mind back to some nice experience in Krishna consciousness. Immediately I can go somewhere. And this retreat for me has been one of these nice experiences in Krishna consciousness. And so I'd like to thank all of you and thank you very much and thank you to my spiritual uncle Bhagavad Shaya Prabhu and other devotees here. Um, uh, and please bless me and please forgive me that if I've made any mistakes. Um, it's been a very nice weekend, thank you. Thank you for inviting me back here and providing all the wonderful talks. Um, it's been a privilege to associate with so many sincere people. Um, and provide service. I'm not a proxy. better. Um, and the opportunity to provide service to Maharaj. Thank you. Um, I feel very much an amateur compared to all of you. Um, I think my conditioned life has been quite strong, and the memories of other events in my life are overshadowing. So even sometimes I forget the Mahamantra and I'm singing it, you know, because I'm distracted elsewhere. I don't do 16 rounds a day. I'm not a perfect devotee. Um, but it seems to be a very forgiving crowd. Um, if you did that within my job, you'd lose your job or get fined or get told off. Here it's kind of a smile and a head wobble. <laughs> I'm learning, I must be learning something because I'm interpreting different head wobbles. <laughs> so there's a new language, several new languages I'm learning. The one of the hearts is the hardest. Um, yeah, for that to soften, that will take some doing, but um, it seems like this is, um, you know, it's got upside. So it's probably worth spending time trying to do it. Um, most, of, most of the time I follow Kate, wherever she goes, I'll go. <laughs> she's been my leader in this journey, mostly. Um, so, and I'm meeting you all very slowly. Um, I'm better one-on-one, I'm not so good in these kind of talks. Unless it's about my work, then it's easy. Um, I do feel as if I've got things to give. Um, not in the normal service, other skill sets that God's given me, so it seems I do have opportunity to share those, and that's, that's nice. And if I can help other people and get to know me, that would be nice to do. So, thank you very much. Thank you. So, thank you everyone for sharing your experiences. So, the last presentation we have today is uh, some of the kids, they have actually prepared the Vaishnava Saradrahi song and they want to present it before Guru Maharaj. But before before that, just one step, I just wanted to say like one minute is 
we know that the appreciation is tomorrow, but one of the departments, they already told me that no, we will not be able to come tomorrow morning because we will be busy there. So, uh, we have been like, you know, releasing like, you know, wonderful thoughts and of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu from Guru Maharaj. And when we are going back to the retreat center in house number 31, there is another releasing prasadam coming out. So, we have the, uh, the entire kitchen team here, the prasadam who have been like tirelessly working and like, you know, preparing this wonderful night uh, prasadam and which like making every devotee like they are so excited, so jovial. So, I know that tomorrow morning you will not be able to come. So, I'd like to take this opportunity to give our heartfelt gratitude to Radha Thakurani Mataji. Please give her a big She had a very, very, very capable helper in Vrindavaneshwari Mataji and Jamaikanta. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's like also. Uh, yes, yes, the whole family. Sorry, Janki, Brad, and Avaikaran, everyone. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for making this long trip and coming here and then, like you know, um, helping us in this in this service. I know it takes long time, but you have tirelessly helped us. Thank you. Thank you very much. So now, yeah, are the kids to please come? So, by the way, you have the Vishnu Tarakrati song in the in the in the booklet, so you can follow them. Thank you.